2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. No...
2: No, we need Dirty Frank. Mark needs his walk-up music. Mark Rody's got to have his walk-up music. It's the only way it works. Mark, that Metallica. I
1: it sounds very hey, Metallica. Metallica. Sick. I'm okay <laughs> with I'm okay with Metallica. If I don't get my my Dirty Frank yell, I'll survive. Yeah.
2: All right, here is Metallica uh, Mark right here. I
1: di- hey, I did see Metallica at Lollapalooza last year. So,
2: Do you still think James Hetfield looks like Mark McGuire? I always thought there was a <laughs> similarity.
1: That's very good. He does. He actually does look like him. I met uh, Hetfield in, God, was it? Yeah, it was San Francisco. San Francisco in twenties I think it was 2016. 2016, doing Cubs, uh, pre and post, and they, it was awesome because, you know, that that's one of those times that having to be at a ballpark four hours early was <laughs> very helpful because. There's Metallica just out there on the infield, or James Hetfield, just warming up, got his guitar out there, talking to anybody who comes out there. So it was very cool. I like Metallica. Was
0: that
2: a playoff game? Was that a playoff series? we are bringing that... out Metallica. Yeah, That's a, yeah,
1: that's a playoff it, it, headliner. It, it probably was the playoff series in San Francisco. It probably was that. I, I don't – man, it, it, some of it, it blends so much, but the fact remains – I met, I'll, I will try to dig up that picture for everybody.
2: Did Ed, your buddy Ed, did he get mad? Ed, we don't want to upset Ed.
1: Ed doesn't, never made this, the West Coast trips that I could recall. Ed was just present at Wrigley. Now, there was the time, this was my favorite Eddie Vedder moment, even though I never saw Eddie Vedder. It was in, <laughs>
3: this is my it favorite. was
1: in St. Louis, St. Louis for the playoffs. St. Louis for the playoffs in 2015. And, you know, the, the the traveling secretaries of the Cubs would always be very good at putting out all of the envelopes for everybody when you arrive at a hotel. Here's your here's your envelope, here's your key, here's your card, here's you know, whatever you need in that envelope. And they're all spread over this table, and you know, with all the Cubs players, and then there's me, there's Mark Grody's envelope right next to Eddie Vetter's envelope. And I'm like, yep, of course they put Eddie Vedder next to Mark Grody because, yeah, I'm sure that that's the association. (laughs) (laughs) Big time rock star, little pregame host. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. By the way, Steve, I should also announce to you that I am at. Uh, Gene and is right now at my
2: parents. Oh, hi Gene, hi yeah. Gary. And Gary's yeah, nice. not been sent to the jewels by Gene? <laughs> actually, actually he was at the jewels <laughs> when
1: I arrived. here. I was like, "Where's Dad? Is he taking a nap?" No, he is at the jewels right now. So, yes, he is back. We're doing work. We're we're prepping for a big Easter party tomorrow, so we're getting all the 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 deck cleaned up and mopped and swept and the chairs cleaned and getting ready for an outdoor party tomorrow to celebrate the the arrival of jesus
2: oh okay i i didn't know there hasn't been enough build-up i didn't know that (laughs) would you be doing the weekly show on the clock for jesus if there were if if that were like is that was supposed to happen you on the
1: clock on the clock for jesus yeah right you do on
2: the clock for the bears draft i just thought on the clock is something that was malleable it could be
1: Uh, On the clock is malleable? I I know that's every it's Thursdays, man, six to seven. I I don't know that Jesus could change that.
2: Well, okay. All right. So how was your Seder this week?
1: Oh man, thanks for asking. Uh the Seder was good. Went to my buddy Dorfman's. Uh huh. I know Dorfman. Yeah, you do know Dorfman. It was Mm -hmm. it was this is great. This was the Seder. So Dan Dan is of is Jewish. And uh, <laughs> if you, if you couldn't tell. <laughs>
2: um, Holding a Seder.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, yes. So I guess that should have been assumed. Dan is Jewish. There was one other Jewish lad there. And then two Catholics. It was four dudes, two Catholics and two Jews. And we had a Seder.
2: And so who was the youngest who had to read the four questions? Why is this night different from all other nights?
1: There was a guy there that, edged me out by like a couple months who did his name was josh if that if you care so yeah. he yeah so josh did that it was great there i didn't understand there was a big raw bone in the middle of the table <laughs> there was there was some the
2: pascal lamb because that's what that's what god told the jews to wipe the lamb bone on the door on the door frame and if there was blood on there he would pass over their house and then he would go to the Egyptians and take the lives of their firstborn male hence we you, get the name passover
1: You know what you just explained that better than anybody could at that party even when it was googled
2: I just Dan, connected your dots didn't I You did connect my <laughs>
1: dots Now board my plane yeah, Now I like go. even Dorfman couldn't answer my question The guy named Dorfman couldn't answer my question Then he's telling me there's some Elijah character outside in the hallway and I'm like I don't know what's going on and we're <laughs> we're We're dipping crackers and yeah. um, yeah. yeah, sweet and salty, and but it was great. I do. and and, and here here is the part. This is like overload. So getting ready today for Easter at five o'clock, I'm going to my friend Lisa's house, mm-hmm. who was also you, you met Lisa at the Wilco concert. uh-huh. She is hosting. she just converted from Catholic to Jewish. She is hosting another seder tonight, which I will be attending at uh, tonight.
2: I, I'm unfamiliar with seder's in the middle of the eight days of Passover, where all you eat is matzah. I, I have to warn you of this. Okay, it is it is one of the burdens of being Jewish. Your matzah intake will bound you up, and you might not get right for a month. If you're going to eat this whole thing, if you're not going to eat nothing but matzah for a week until you can finally have leavened bread again, it's trouble, pal. Well,
1: okay, the good news is that, yes, there will be matzah. I assume there will be matzah ball soup tonight. But tomorrow, getting a sneak peek of what my mom is working up here, there will be a large ham involved in our Easter tomorrow. Apparently, there's a green bean salad on its way. My mom is making a pretzel, Jello, brownies, everything, lemon cake. So I think that I will be filled with Catholicism uh, tomorrow, Judaism today, Catholicism tomorrow. Look
2: at Jean Jean, the the <clears throat> culinary machine. Look at her breaking. Oh it yeah, all well out.
1: she's cooking, I'm working. That's the way it's going today. I'm doing the the heavy work outside, and uh, Gare is helping out. He's doing more of the supervising at this point. But uh, we've got a good system going here today, and I'm on my break right now. By the way, this is my 20 minute break, so oh, I hope, I'm glad I hope you... we
2: caught you during your break. So tell <laughs> yeah. us, tell yeah. us about Rashim Green. Tell us how he's going to turn things around for the Bears. Oh
1: yes, it uh, this, this is an this is the spark that they have been waiting for. What's been your what's been the reaction that that, that you have felt? Well, game. what I
2: have felt is we've been asking people cuz last week was National Joe Day and I thought who's the greatest Joe in Chicago history? And so I was going to ask you that, but that's been more of a more of a <clears throat> it's resonated more than Rasheem Green, but I love the idea that he he played in the Toilet Bowl game the Bears Texans this year. He played, he was signed as a free agent for the Texans. He played in the game. And he played 36 snaps and he had half a sack and two quarterback hits. So he didn't suck against a Bears offensive line that sucked. That's I really, true. I would have liked to have, it, I would have been yeah. terrified if they signed a guy who couldn't rush against the Bears offensive line. That's a pr-
1: interesting parameter that you have used right there. I would probably prefer to look at his uh, 17 career sacks (laughs) in his life when we want to actually look at the production from a defensive end standpoint. So I don't know. You really just start to put him in the bunch with the rest of the new guys, specifically the Marcus Walker, the other defensive end who did have a career year with albeit eight sacks last season. But, you know, he, he's a Rasheem Green is a that's a competent football player, but certainly not a game changer uh, in really any way, shape or form. I mean, this is a former you know, third round pick who will, you know, is now on his third team overall. So it's not a bad addition. You know, this, it's, it's fine, but it doesn't change the game any. This is not the dynamic playmaker that you're looking for yet.
2: And that would seem to be target number one in the draft. I mean, if not that three technique, then somebody who just somebody who eats quarterbacks for a living. So I was going to if they get to number nine, they still have the pick. Do they draft the best local kid available the way Ryan Pulse is going? And is that <laughs> is that Lu- Lucas Van Ness? He uh, might be the best local kid available if, yeah, if Skaronsky yeah. not there.
1: Right. Well, here's what, it, here's the things that I've been hearing about Lucas Van Ness just, and okay. some, and some of which I'm sure people, people know. And that is that, you know, at, at Iowa, he played all over the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, obviously capable of playing interior. I think he is best suited to be, uh, you know, coached as a defensive end edge rusher at the NFL level. One thing that I was told though, about Lucas Van Ness was, you know, we have to decipher between how good is this guy because, you know, it didn't show up a ton in college, but, or, or is this the workout warrior? Is this the combine guy that opens his? Oh man, we got to have this guy because mm-hmm. of the physical abilities and look at the guy, look at the guy in the, in the workout room. And I, I am not questioning his desire in any way, shape or form. It's not even my point. My point is I was just told just, just, just be careful. Just just look at remember that part of it, that this is a guy who, you know, is, in terms of athleticism and the incredible numbers and things like that. He opened some eyes. You know, the most the most fascinating part about Lucas Van Ness is that he he played hockey growing up and he said that he credits a lot of his work as a hockey player for some of the balance that he had. And obviously growing up around here, growing up in Barrington, as you mentioned. So interesting guy. I did talk to him at the at the NFL Combine a little bit. Yes, big dude. Seems like a baller, but you know, and that that shouldn't be the overwhelming takeaway. What I said. That's just sort of the other side. Just I, I think he's really good. I I wouldn't mind if the Bears took him at nine, but there is that little caveat. Be careful that he's not just the guy that you know jumps out of a pool like Jerron Gilbert once <laughs> did for the Chicago Bears.
2: You know, and it's a it's a worthwhile caveat with everybody. In every round, it's not just the you know in the in the underwear Olympics and the workout warriors. That's where they, exactly they're exactly. trained to master the specific <laughs> drills at the combine. Yeah, that's why you have tape and you should rely. on, Can the guy play football at that position or not?
1: That's such a great take there by you. Exactly. I mean, because that this is what these guys were. It's their life when they when they go to the combine they have personal trainers they have you know guys who can mimic exactly yep. what they're going to be asked to do and and yes there are some guys who are just going to straight up master the workouts Lucas van Ness did and that doesn't mean anything about you know, how good he is skill-wise. I think he is, but it's just something to to keep in mind as we all continue to be very excited about that name, Lucas Van Ness.
2: My guest is Mark Grody. He's talking Bears football here on The Score every Thursday leading up to the draft, which will begin on Thursday, the 27th. Mark Grody hosts a one-hour show. So before I – I don't want to let you go yet, but I did not want to forget to ask you what you're doing this Thursday.
1: On –
2: the and show on on, a, on the clock a,
1: on on the clock, okay? Um, I mean, you're
2: all over the radio. you're yeah, you'll be <laughs> soon you will be, you'll say last week he's in for Spiegel. and yeah. he's soon. Yeah. And then he was in for Mully. And I think next week he'll be in for Haw. And I think now he's gonna be in for himself. I think you will be subbing for yourself at some point. That's yeah, what it works.
1: Thursday on the clock. We don't know yet. We have not planned the show as of yet. We don't know who our guests are. we usually like to wait a couple days before just because of how dynamic the draft has been. You don't know what's gonna change, you don't know what's gonna be yeah, relevant. That's true. But I can guarantee you this, Steve. I'll be talking bears and the draft on on the clock this Thursday from six to seven. And I can tell you too, I don't know. They might have even already run during your show today. I've been I'm doing these draft reports every single day just leading up to the the draft and you could hear them periodically throughout the day on the score and like I said they may pop up on the show that you're doing right now I don't remember what I did for today but it's
3: running <laughs> That's great like, I, well, I did who can keep track when uh, you don't know whether uh, you're going to a uh, Seder or an Easter uh, service uh, uh,
1: uh, well I was told to do two reports yesterday so and I you know I produce these all myself I get sound from you know, my work mm-hmm. at the Combine. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. And But I had to put two together yesterday's sentiments. I don't know what's playing, what's not playing, when it'll play. I just do what I'm told to do. That's all.
2: That's it. There you go. Well, so so I, I'll say this for Ryan Poles. He's, he knows he's where good football players are. He looks at teams that win national championships. He says, ha, Georgia, let's go there. So Nolan Smith, an edge rusher, From from Georgia, so you got a good program. You got a guy who knows how to win, has been Uh part of it, and a guy who chases quarterbacks. You're bringing him here. So the same school that produced Jalen Carter and Jalen Carter's still out there. I have a a a point about Jalen Carter is the Athletic reported that the Raiders crossed him off the board. They don't have him on their list. They won't take him at seventh overall. Man, when the Raiders won't touch you. No. How far have you fallen? So yeah. whatever you heard about Jalen Carter, who would have been a perfect number one pick if he if he hadn't lied to police and gotten involved in racing and been and all that. And what do you know? What can you tell us? How do you see Nolan Smith and his draft status playing?
1: Out? Yeah, I mean, I like yeah, I mean, I like Nolan Smith a lot. I mean, there's a few edge rushers I like, but we'll focus on Nolan Smith out of Georgia, six three two thirty five. Um, he's very versatile, which you like to hear and about guys in, in the modern age on the, you know, playing edge and, you know, being able to move around and come at the quarterback from different positions, very good in the run game too. That's another thing. And I, and again, I, I know that people don't necessarily need to hear that, but just for whatever it's worth. And you know, he was the number one overall recruit in, in 2019. So Nolan Smith out of Georgia, big time prospect, who, you know, quite frankly, You know, he would fit in fine with the Bears. Tyree Wilson, whose stock is just shooting, has just shot off. Boy, yeah. Man, right? Yeah. Nobody was talking about Tyree Wilson before the Combine. He, I mean, you have have Senior Bowl guys that rise from the Senior Bowl. You have guys from the Combine that rise. And Tyree Wilson, man, he and, like, I'd say C.J. Stroud, really made big time. Lucas Van Ness was another guy who everybody got to know about at the Combine too. So I always love those guys. That's why I like the, that's why the early mock drafts just never work. And the, and they're always, that's why everybody does like three or four, because the first one you do, you know, you're going to tear up because we just learn so much. I mean, I learn something every day. I mean, I, I learn when I do my on the clock show about, you know, about guys that we're not even necessarily talking about a lot. Like for instance, um, on the offensive line, you know, you've heard, we've heard all the, all the names, but how about some guys like, like Cody Mauk out of North Dakota state six, six, two Oh three, Um, came to North Dakota State as a 221-pound tight end before bulking up to over 300. And it is believed uh, that he could be a starting tackle in the NFL. I did talk to one guy yesterday who said, no way Cody Malk is a a tackle, that he's more of an inside guy. So you do have disagreements from scouts on players like that, but he's kind of a wild card. Darnell Wright out of Tennessee is a guy that has been – Mock to the bears, uh, six six three thirty-five. And you, you might know this already, Steve, but Darnell Wright's claim to fame on the offensive line is that he had a great performance against Alabama's Will Anderson, who I don't think is a guy the bears are going to be able to touch. Um, and then the last guy I'll just give you two, just from getting these from the, the senior bowl, uh, Blake Freeland from BYU, another another huge guy, wide zone tackle, um, who I don't think is a first round dude. But let's not forget, the Bears do have a couple of second round picks. They do have a third round pick as well. And that's where somebody like Freeland would probably uh, fall as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just so much to learn. And I'm like I said, I'm just from talking to people. I'm learning stuff every day. But uh, I do like that you're on the the bandwagon for. You're pretty decisive about wanting a an edge rusher, aren't you?
2: Well, I I I want someone to destroy quarterbacks wherever sure. it comes from because that's even ideally a three technique. Ideally, it would have been Jalen Carter, but he seems untouchable now. And and depending what you're, yeah. how much you can tolerate. Uh, potential having to post bail in addition to signing well, to a contract and whatever yeah. you can trust him for. I don't know. You have to do a deep dive in the make in in his makeup and do your due diligence. But if you get a guy who destroys quarterbacks, I'm good with that because I think that makes your offense better as well as your defense better. And that was missing. Your secondary is going to be so good if that guy is destroying quarterbacks.
1: That's true. One, you know, one helps the other. You know, the Jalen Carter stuff. Obviously, I'm worried about you know the mentality of somebody who participated in what he did with the reckless driving, ultimately a misdemeanor and all that. But honestly, man, if we're just looking at this from a football perspective, what freaked me out more than anything was the pro day and his workouts where. You know, and understandably, like, it's not like I don't understand why he's gained weight or lost a step recently, but that's the stuff, man, because, like, if you're going to take a (laughs) chance on a guy that that has a um, fitness problem. Well, if you, no, but if he has the pass that he has, he damn well better be fit, at least. He damn well better be able to come out and start day one. You don't want to have, like, if you draft Jalen Carter, you don't want questions every day and even leading into the season of, oh, is he in shape? Is he is he ready? Did he already lose this? He's Like You don't want to take seven games in a season to get Jalen Carter going. So, it, look, if you're going to have problems with the police, at least come in in shape. And right now, that's not the, that, that is the issue for jalen carter that's it right
2: by, by the way you're right it is like it has he finished any of those drills yet has he <laughs> i just wonder i just wonder how long that so i by the way the lucas van ness story you brought up i hadn't made the connection till you brought it up the way you did that he played hockey and then he got big and he wanted to play football you know who else that profile fits jj watt
1: oh yeah that's jj right. watt the whole yes. family
2: was going to play hockey trade yeah. playing travel hockey when you're good and big required a lot of money. They didn't have it. Here, go play football. Go hurt some people. And that was the J.J. Watt profile.
1: Yeah, Lucas Van Ness was a defenseman. He was. I did ask him straight up. Or are you a big Blackhawks fan? This was right after Kaner had gotten traded to New York. So he was like, yeah, I wasn't too happy to see Kaner go. And I love those Blackhawks teams and all that. And And – we of course had to ask him, you know, did you get in lots of fights? And he said, No, I wasn't really allowed. So but he did get a ton of penalty minutes and he felt like he was being zeroed in on just because he was the biggest guy on the
2: ice. Yeah, he would have been a Barrington Zadino Chara. He would have been oh. that guy, just this massive guy in a long oh. range. And yeah, I would I would say that he would be he'd be like a transformer out there. He would scare the <laughs> snot out of people. All right, so we have um, we have another web poll about my um, my rapper name, and so the oh. reigning champ, Doctor Dreidel, so is good. up against Post Shalom. Oh! <laughs> so you, you tell us how you'd vote, and then and then Caesar will tell us the way it's going on um, our web poll and our on our Twitter site, six seventy <laughs> the score.
1: So and this also means that my original favorite Chance the Rabbi uh-huh. was ta- was taken out apparently by, eliminated by Dr. Dreidel. Yeah. Oh, okay, so Dr. Dreidel beat Chance the Rabbi even yeah. though Chance the Rapper is my neighbor. Okay, all right. I mean that hurts. <laughs> wow. That hurts. That yeah. does hurt. I mean he is my neighbor, but anyway. I know. Um, I know you've um,
2: wonderful passive
1: aggressive. All right. So yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> so Chance. No, oh, no, no. Not Chance the. R- um, what are the two again? <laughs> Doctor Dradle. Doctor Dradle. They don't. They don't like spin off the tongue here. Doctor yeah, Dradle. it'll
2: spins. Yeah, it does. Yes. Dr. Yes. Doctor Dradle. Or post Shalom. Um. You know what? I re- Here's the thing. I
1: do love post Malone. Like, how can you not like post Malone? Because he just puts out good music. Mm-hmm. So that will be Schmoke. F- 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 what is it again?
2: Doctor Dreidel or Post Shalom? Last week we we Post did Shalom. Biggie Schmaltz. Biggie oh Schmaltz
1: my. lost. <laughs> Doctor Dreidel. All right, I will decisively go with Post Shalom.
2: All right, so where that's does he, my vote? Where does that vote go, Caesar? Update? Do you need
1: me to? Do you want me to get on Twitter and vote? If you'd like me no, to do that, I okay. can.
2: This is not a Twitter poll. It is a Twitter poll. Yeah, it's a Score oh, Twitter poll. Okay, and then a then, t- then Score's website at okay. six seventy the Score, and we have our web poll. Oh, okay. Man, you've really
1: made this show big. I mean, like the the big voice guy talking about Saturday Suckage. You've got
3: web polls.
2: Yeah, I man. mean, this is We're, something. This is all Back to the Future. So Caesar, tell us, Caesar.
3: Right now, Kazar. So right now, it's getting closer. Uh, closer by the minute. Right now, it's Post Shalom is holding at sixty, but Dr. Dreidel's <laughs> coming up at forty percent.
1: Post <laughs> Shalom Again. is. Post you know what it is about Post Shalom. It's just fresh. It's new. It's fresh. It's new. And did you guys come up with that, or was that a list
2: No, a two six two texter said, "Do the." I said, "Yeah, I'm with nice you." On job. That. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job. Nice job. Two six two. All right. So I'll let you get back to whatever Gene Grody has for you and all of does, your. And does your Metallica?
1: Reasons. Does Metallica have any Jewishness to it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. it's talica Well, that's where it's going to go. <laughs> and so when you when you're done, I'm going to come back with a story. There was a there's a grober story what? out there that I'm going to pay off. And we oh followed God. this along, and I'm going to pay it off. All um, right. That'll lead off our cultural zeitgeist. So say hi to Gene I will. and Gary when he gets back from the jewels. He's back. He's and, back. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Yes. Have a, so, have but, a uh, good Easter. Have a good Seder. Have your ongoing. Huh? Your I'm, ongoing. I'm rel- coming.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. coming. I'm coming. Settle down. I'm coming. All right. I got to go. Thanks. Bye. Smart grody.
2: On the clock, Thursday at 6 o'clock on the score. That's his, he's leading up to the Bears draft. We'll take a break. When we come back, I'm going to pay off a Grobber story. There's a famous piece of hardware and somebody else owns it. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
3: It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score. To follow up. We are
2: talking about <laughs> Mark Grody at the end. 916 had an idea for a band named Jutalica. How's that? How do you fix for that? And 608 had a name, <laughs> Menshtalica. talica Those are both really good. Thanks for playing our game. So now Mark will know as he heads to his, his Seder Easter. <clears throat> the... <clears throat> here. Here's your Tiger update. Here's your Masters update. Tiger bogeyed 14, left him at plus 5. It began raining at Augusta. It has not stopped, but play has. Play has stopped in the Masters because of rain. Coverage of the Masters on the scores, resented by the BMW Championship, hosted hosted at Olympia Field's Country Club this August. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Suckage. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I had, we had followed this story, and our cultural zeitgeist had made uh, an appearance or two previously. You might remember Paul Canerco offered Les Grobstein a blank check for his recorder, his cassette recorder, his tape, and... That old battered microphone that he used for the Lee Elia interview. The famous Lee Elia interview. Caesar, do we have that? As long as you're playing sound here. I'll vamp and you can find it. The famous Lee Elia interview. And Les would carry that around. And at some point, Paul Canerco said, here, here's a blank check. I want that. You fill in the amount. And Les said, no, Les would not. Sell it last passed on and I'm not sure who put it up for bid but it went up to bid at Bullock Auctioneers and it sold the top bid that I could see on the website is $1,800 and they're known by you know at an auction you hold the paddles and nobody knows who you are unless you know the face or you touch your nose you hold up a paddle going here going there the bidder was d asterisk 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 m and that was the the bid was $1800 that appears to be the top bid that appears to be the winning bid and you are the owner of a piece of chicago sports history coming up <laughs> actually i won't be on the air and i love playing this but the 29th of April, so we are approaching this, will be the 40th anniversary. April 29th, 1983. Lee Ilya, he uttered the tirade heard round the world, or at least round the city, and rounded and round for 40 years. The tirade was captured by one man, Les Grobstein, with one piece of hardware, that cassette recorder, and the microphone. And you were bidding on the microphone, the recorder, and the tape that he used forty years ago, and there would have there was a transcript of the a, the the transcript of the tirade, and it went for eighteen hundred bucks. The whole thing you bid on it eighteen hundred bucks. Somebody owns all of that, and you get the chance to hear Lee Ilya. In perpetuity, say this.
0: I'll tell you one thing. I hope we get hotter than just to stuff it up them three thousand people that show up every day. Because if they're the real Chicago fans, they can kiss my ass right downtown and print it. They're really, really behind you around here. My ass. What the, what the am I supposed to do? Go out there and let my Players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it for the nickel dime people to show up. The don't even work. That's why they're out at the game. They ought to go out and get a job and find out what it's like to go out there and live in. 85% of the world's working. The other 15 come out here. The playground for the. Like rip them. Rip them. Like the players. Got guys busting their ass and other people boo. And that's the Cubs? My ass. They talk about the great support that the players get around here. I haven't seen it this year. The name of the game is hit the ball, catch the ball, and get the job done. Right now, we have more losses than we have wins. The changes that have happened in the Cub organization are multifold. All right, they don't show because we're five and fourteen, and unfortunately that's the criteria of them dumb fifteen percent that come out to date baseball. The other eighty-five percent are earning a living. It'll take more than a five and thirteen or five and fourteen to destroy the makeup of this club. I guarantee you that there's some pros out there that want to play this game. But you're stuck in a stigma. Of the Dodgers and the Phillies and the Cardinals and all that shit. All these editorials about say and uh, the Phillyitis and all that—it's that sickening. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's a disheartening situation we're in right now. Five and fourteen doesn't negate all that work. You've got 143. Left. What I'm trying to say is don't rip them guys out there. Rip me! If you want to rip somebody, rip my head. But don't rip them guys, because they're giving everything they can give. But once we hit that groove, it'll flow. And it will flow, the talent's there. I don't know how to make it any clearer to you. I'm frustrated, I'll guarantee I'm frustrated. It'd be different if I walked in this room every day at 8:30 and saw a bunch of guys who didn't give a They give a and it's a tough
2: national league. East. Lee Elliott, the famous tirade captured by Les Grobstein. You get the tirade. A bidder has gotten the tirade, the microphone, the tape itself, and the recording device, the recorder, in an auction for $1,800. Less is history. Uh, Speaking, we were talking about the Masters earlier, and we are talking with Mark Grody about his Seder on Wednesday. Well, the Masters had a Seder, too, sort of. They have a meal. They have the Masters meal where all the past winners show up, and the reigning champion gets to choose the menu. So, Scotty Shuffler had this menu among the, the delectables Cheeseburger sliders. It says served Scotty style. I don't know what Scotty style is. Caesar, do you know what Scotty style is? No. Firecracker shrimp. That would be a try. tortilla soup, Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish, and warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. You ever had one of those, Caesar? On, you can't nod your head. We're no, on I, the radio, I, I'm sorry, you I'm, have I'm to trying,
3: to, trying to read what the Scotty style is, so I got a breakdown of it right here. So it looks like...
2: Probably spicy.
3: It has one extra element besides the usual lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle. It's nope. just fries. Basically, he just puts fries on top of his burger. Not on the side. You're just eating fries right along with the burger. Pretty much is pretty much what I'm looking at here.
2: Oh, well, they do that in Pittsburgh. That's that's they put the whole put the fries in there and the whole thing. I've done that uh, with. I took Lotkas. You never been? I, to,
3: you ever been to Gene and Jude's? That they put the fries right on the hot dog, just just like that too for a hot dog.
2: There you go. There you go. They're in the hot dog hall of fame. My friend Bobby Pastrami wrote the book. Never put ketchup on a hot dog, and they're in the hot dog hall of fame. Vienna. Vienna hot dogs has a hot dog hall of fame and they're inducting. Wait, it might've already happened. I knew they were inducting Dengios. but yes, Gina Jude's was there.
3: Yeah. So I'm watching a video here. It's pretty much it. They just basically just throw the fries right on top of the burger for you. And uh, that's Scotty style, apparently.
0: Okay.
2: Well, there you go. So that's what they, that's what they were serving at the, the master's Seder. Excellent um birthday in our cultural zeitgeist and this is please tell me you know who Francis Ford Coppola is Caesar i'm having trouble getting <clears throat> with with Tyler Ferrangle here before and I, I it was it suddenly became 3 weeks of what does tyler know what doesn't tyler know what does it what does he think he gets out of and you're allowed to learn history so do you know who Francis Ford Coppola is? Let's start there,
3: Caesar. The, the movie maker, yes.
2: The movie maker? Oh, my God. You really don't know, do you? You don't. Don't lie to me.
3: I, me th- I'm pretty sure from what I know, he's a director, a movie director. Isn't he not? Oh.
2: Yeah, a movie director. Sure. And like saying, Marlon Brando was just an actor. Francis Ford Coppola directed The Godfather and Godfather Two. That's Francis Ford Coppola. And it was under such fire to get it done paramount. But one of the things that for Francis Ford Coppola, he turned 84 on Friday. One of the things he did was he let him improvise. So you've, you're going to lie to me. I can't even trust you now, Caesar. Leave the gun, take the cannoli.
3: Yeah, that's Godfather.
2: Right. Thank you. I said that. It's that's Clemenza, that's ad-libbed, that's improvised. It was not written. Leave the gun was written. But Clemenza, the actor, real. He had, It's said to have real mob ties. He ad-libbed that. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. That's what he was. The scene where Johnny Fontaine... The loose, the, the loose portrayal of Frank Sinatra going to see his godfather. And he's on, sitting on the desk crying about a movie role, right? And what happens?
3: You're going to be a man is what you're going to do. And he grabs him and he starts shaking him.
2: No, he slapped him.
3: He slaps him, he slaps him, yeah.
2: That was improvised. That was improvised. Marlon Brando just slapped Johnny Fontaine right there.
3: That kind of explains, I always, uh, if you, if you, I'm, of course, you've seen it numerous times, but uh, Johnny Fontane almost starts laughing almost when it happens. Like if you look at him, he, he almost breaks into laughter because he's so shocked by Brando doing that. Yeah, you know, they just, just going out of out of uh, you know script and everything.
2: Coppola let the camera camera roll, and the scene at the wedding when the FBI guys were out there and they had cameras in there, right in the cars and the <clears throat> James Caan ad libbed that, took the camera, break the camera, throw the money down. That was and Coppola let it all go wonderful all right we will take a break before we get to the end of this version of saturday suckage and i'll tell you about the best thing i saw this week i'm steve rosenblum thanks for listening chicago sports radio 670 the score
3: it's saturday suckage on 670 the score in odyssey station
2: welcome and welcome back Steve Rosenblum, Stevie Suckett here. About to close this up. I wanted to share with you the best thing I saw this week. It's about Lisa Polk and Kevin Fuller. About a year and a half ago, they're White Sox fans. White Sox season, hold, season ticket holders. Known each other about 20 years. And there's rain there, and these two are chatting under the 300-level concourse. In the, on the concourse and covered and. Lisa Polk mentioned she's got a health problem. She has a kidney disorder. She's going to start dialysis. She says she's type O, O positive. And Kevin Fuller says, me too. And Lisa Polk says, I don't suppose you'd love to give me a kidney. You got a spare one, do you? This is from a story Adriana Perez wrote in the Tribune. And Kevin Fuller did some checking, went through or went through his compatibility test, and said, "Yeah, in fact, I do have a kidney I will give you." And the critical part of this is the it, the idea of a living donor, because it a kidney from a cadaver's got very low chance of success. So. She needed a live kidney transplant. He was offering it. They were back together at the White Sox home opener Monday, eating Harold Baines who went through heart and kidney transplants. And it was all part of this kind of survivor gifts. You heard for years, Ed Farmer, look, be an organ dony. Donate your organs. People need them. And Ed would speak to it. He could speak to it personally about organ donations, kidney donations. So, Lisa Polk got a new kidney. Kevin Fuller, someone who had a season ticket near her, gave it to her. And it's one of the best stories I've ever heard of. This is what this baseball fandom at its best and having a, having a heart about kidneys. And the surgery was performed last September, and they made an appearance on at Living Donor Day, and there they were, White Sox season ticket holders, and there's White Sox legend Harold Baines, who needed... Like I said, heart and kidney transplants last year. That was the best thing I saw. I love that story, and I thank the Adriana Perez for writing about it. And I'm glad they talked. you know it's not I'm glad that Lisa Polk and Kevin Fuller talked, and what a nice to have a happy ending for a story like that. Speaking of happy endings, Caesar. Before we go, do we, do we have an update on our, on our web poll at 670thescore.com? It'll continue on even after the show is over, but we are asking at 670thescore.com, our Twitter page, we're asking you to vote on our web poll.
3: It looks like you're going to have a new uh, name going forward, Steve. Because My new rap, rap name was, strong. my old uh, rap 61. name, 61.3. And Dr. Drado is
2: at 38.7. Wow, post-shalom, making a big showing. That's excellent. And we started the show. <clears throat> I mentioned that last week I didn't get to it because I suck. National Joe Week. National Joe Day last week. And who's the most famous Joe in Chicago? And I we mentioned a lot of names. We mentioned we went back to Joe Tinker, Joe Jackson, Joe Pepitone. We included... Joseph, Joel's, Jody's, Joe Kim. So we had Joe Kim Noah, we had Jody Davis, and I still think that Maggie Hendricks voted about 800 times for that one. But I gotta tell you my favorite. And we had we started, started off with Joe Madden, recency bias, but he won a World Series, he broke. <clears throat> so you have the Joe Tinker to Joe Madden connection, right? 108 years till you got another Cubs World Series. But I think the best Joe is Joe Montaigne. Joe Mantegna, wrote Bleacher Bums, Cub fan forever. A tremendous actor, tremendous. And he did a terrific Dean Martin in the Rat Pack, HBO Rat Pack movie. And he smoked cigars. Joe Mantegna, man after my own heart. All right, the music's here. I want to thank everybody. Megan Montemuro, Scott Merkin, Cody Westerland, Mark Grody, Gene and Gary having their Easter presentation, and then he'll go to yet another, he's a, his daily Seder. Cesar Perez, back again. If nobody important listened, I'll be back next week. Thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody for listening. Join me on Saturday, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Oh, yeah.
2: That's it.